0: listening to episode 59 of 1M, a homeopath's podcast. I'm Kelly Callahan. Welcome and welcome back. Hello, hello. I hope your new decade is off to a great start and that you've had a chance to listen to Aphorism Fridays, which is my new weekly episode where I'm reading Wenda Brewster O'Reilly's publication of Hahnemann's sixth edition of the Organon, This last Friday got us up to Aphorism 34. Each installment is less than 10 minutes of your time. And if you stick with me all year, you'll have gone through the entire book from cover to cover by December, which, as you know, is recommended to homeopaths as a yearly practice. So be sure to subscribe through whatever app or platform you listen to the podcast with so you don't miss an episode and they'll be delivered to your device automatically. For this, First regular episode of 2020. It seemed appropriate to kick it off by talking about the homeopathic event of the year, which is coming up in a few short months, and that is the Joint American Homeopathic Conference, which is put on by the National Center for Homeopathy. I met a lot of you at last year's conference in Maryland. I had a great time, and you can revisit that experience with me through episode 51 especially where I talked to many people on the floor at the conference, and then again in episode 55 where I focused a little more heavily on the National Center for Homeopathy and their role in the community. I talked to Tina Quirk, for example, who is um, the the current president, and Abby Beal, who's been overhauling their study guides, and you'll find those links in the show notes. So to round out the trilogy of episodes that I um, agreed to do in partnership with the National Center. Um, Today, we're kind of looking ahead into 2020 to see what you can expect for the conference and also what the National Center has planned for the year. So a couple weeks ago, I talked with Lori Grossman, who's the president-elect of NCH, which means she's coming up after Tina Quirk, who's the current president, And in addition to that important role, Lori is also the conference chair. She and Lynn Wagner talked to me about what's planned for the three days that homeopaths and other natural practitioners who incorporate homeopathy into their practices like naturopaths and DOs and nurses. Hundreds of them are going to descend on Orlando, Florida, May 15th to 17th. And in our conversation, Lori emphasized especially their commitment to creating an event that's going to bring some unity to the profession and amongst all of these diverse practitioners who are trying to incorporate homeopathy into their practices or for whom homeopathy is their central focus. And she also talked about recognizing the need for the whole spectrum of people who are interested in homeopathy, from home prescribers to seasoned prescribers. Speakers include international leaders like Farouk Master, who's going to speak on addressing the emotional pain of life-threatening illness, as well as the homeopathic treatment of children. Andre Sane will be there to present a session on extraordinary results in the homeopathic treatment of patients with incurable conditions, as well as recent advances in facilitating the homeopathic treatment of patients with incurable conditions. Roger Morrison and Nancy Herrick will be there with a session titled Treating Chronic Pain, Migraines to Cancer. I'm particularly excited about that one since I work with some of Roger Morrison's materials daily. Of course, those are just the headliners. Um, There are many more sessions and you can view the full agenda now. The conference website is up and available for registration. jahc2020.org That's www.jahc2020.org. Early bird pricing is currently in effect through March 31st. So don't delay in getting your registration in so you can save nearly $100 on the full three-day rate. At the same time, you can make your hotel reservations. They are super reasonable rates, especially if you split a room with a friend, which I hope you do travel with a friend because it's more fun. And of course, when you book your hotel there's no need to pay in advance so that makes it easier on the wallet if you're a student or a medical professional you can also make it even more affordable by applying for a scholarship so the Sam Jones Scholarship Fund is open to individuals in the medical field so MDs DOs and NDs they can apply to receive a scholarship to attend the conference and it will cover their 3-day registration travel expenses um, that fit the NCH policies, as well as their hotel room and taxes at the conference hotel for up to three nights, so it's a really great package if somebody were to qualify for that. The Vital Forces Scholarship Fund was created by the NCH Board of Directors, and that provides assistance for students who are studying homeopathy to attend the conference. And that, I have to say, is one of the most fun things about the conference, is to meet students from all of these different schools, and they just bring a level of excitement and earnestness and um, just pure um, just thrill at being in this space that's dedicated to homeopathy and being able to talk with the authors of the books that they're working with in classes, and it's really, they bring a great dynamic. The scholarship will cover the cost of a three-day conference registration, and so that is all of the education sessions on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all of the food and beverage that's included, which is lunch on Saturday, breakfast on Sunday, the Friday evening reception, and the awards reception and social event on Saturday evening. If you would like to apply for one of those scholarships, you should again go to the conference website, which is www.jahc2020.org. Look under the general Information's menu for the scholarship tab and submit your application. Applications will be reviewed and winners will be notified by March 12. Also at this time, the NCH is, um, soliciting nominations for awards so there are three awards that are given at the saturday night reception the henry n williams professional service award which was established in 1999 honors a homeopathic professional who has demonstrated service leadership and dedication to the homeopathic community it can be in the form of clinical work education research organizational leadership or in the political arena The Martha Ullman Community Service Award, which was also established in 1999, will honor a person or an organization which has demonstrated an unusual devotion to the practice and promotion of of homeopathic treatment. And then finally, the newest award, the Julian Winston NCH Service Award, which was established in 2015, will honor a person who has contributed substantially to the NCH in a voluntary capacity. To make a nomination for One of those awards, you go to the NCH website, which is www.homeopathycenter.org. You can scroll under the About Us tab and find the link to submit a nomination. And of course, you should attend the conference and be there to witness the recipients receive their awards. Um, It's a really special thing. So I hope this conversation with Lori and Lynn is just what you need to push the go button on registering for the JAHC conference. I'll be there again, and I'm really excited to reconnect with all my old friends and to make some new ones. Thanks again for tuning into 1M. Take care, stay observant, and I'll see you next time. Welcome, Lynn and Lori. Excited to talk with you guys today. Thanks for taking some time out of your schedules, which I'm sure are very packed you know, maybe you each, I know Lori, I interviewed you at the conference last year. um, So, but there may be some people who haven't heard that. So maybe we could eat, you could each take a minute to just introduce yourself, your role, um, how long you've been involved with NCH. Start with that.
1: Okay, that's easy. Um, So I'm Laurie Grossman. I'm the president-elect of the National Center for Homeopathy with Lynn. We are co-chairs for the conference committee. Um, I've been involved with the National Center for Homeopathy for decades now. So I was a member for quite a while. I became a lifetime member shortly after joining because I thought the mission of the National Center for Homeopathy was so important. And then I was elected to the board, and um, if anybody heard the interview that I gave last time, I talked about how important it was as conference chair for me to work towards unifying the profession. That was one of my big goals last year, and I tried to have speakers in every category I could think of. Um, categories for people who were sensation prescribers, people who were more classical Hanumanian prescribers, people whose licensure was naturopaths or people who were just certified as homeopaths, MDs, dos, nurses. I really tried to reach out to all different groups and have everybody feel as important. So we we gave invitations to homeopathic schools and naturopathic schools and we reached out to, Um, a wide variety of practitioners and schools and organizations. We tried to get uh, continuing ed credits for homeopaths, naturopaths, nurses. So we were trying to really reach out to the whole community at large. And I think we were very successful. And the best part about it is that's what our feedback told us. This year, I'd like to build upon that. And in addition to including all those groups that we tried to reach out to last year, I want to reach out to them again, even more enthusiastically. But this year, we're also reaching out to new prescribers people who know a bit about homeopathy or they use it, used homeopathic medicines for themselves and their family members. So we have speakers like Joette Calabrese, who has a large following amongst new prescribers or home prescribers. And we are also including uh, Paola Brown, who also has a big following as well. The other thing that we're adding this year is we're gonna have a lot more information about taking action to keep homeopathy alive in the US. So Paola Brown, who was a very popular speaker who got a lot of positive feedback when she spoke two years ago, She's gonna be speaking again and she'll be have, have more time to get into detail about what people can do to keep homeopathy as an accessible form of healing in the US today. And she's excited about that because she's gonna really be able to present a lot more than she did um, the last time. And so we're taking the feedback we got from people in the past we're using it to invite speakers who we know people are interested in. We're going to be focusing on how homeopathy can be used to lessen pain, both physical and emotional. And we, I think we've reached out to some of the top speakers in our field to address those topics. And then we have someone like a Miranda Castro, who's going to speak about what happens when the usual homeopathic remedies don't seem to be effective. And that is certainly a great challenge for, or frustration for new prescribers and new professional prescribers as well. You know, here's my case, this is the symptoms and this arnica should be working. Why isn't it? So, um, we're going to have the speakers address those situations that generally frustrate or um, they make making a successful practice more daunting so we're going to offer a lot of support both to new prescribers and to old prescribers as well. what happens when those remedies you've used can you know oftentimes don't take effect or they don't have the results you want so um, those are the highlights, I think, for the coming year. We're having a group hotels located in a great location. I know for me, it makes a big difference if the hotel has a fabulous pool and um, the hotel also has a great gym. So there's a lot going on. We're offering yoga. We're offering, there's a nice walking path. So there's a lot going on in the sessions and outside the sessions. And I'm lucky because this year, Lynn Wagner is the co-chair and she's spectacular at all the things that I'm not so spectacular at. So we're a good partnership. And um, I'm sure Lynn can talk now about some of the things maybe she wants to bring to the conference.
0: Yeah, great. Well, that was awesome. You gave us a great rundown of things to come. So yeah, Lynn, could you introduce yourself and um, maybe even say a little bit about how long you've been doing homeopathy, a little bit about yourself and, and then okay. how you came to be in this role?
2: Well, my name is Lynn Wagner. I am a professional homeopath. I'm located in the Philadelphia area. Um, I've been using homeopathy for about a little over a decade now as well. Um, I've been involved with NCH since I was a student um, because the student memberships were actually a big bonus and got me interested and involved and I really enjoyed it. So I've been coming to conferences and um, I've I've been a member for, for many years and this conference committee was an opportunity for me to kind of try to implement all of the ideas that I had when I was coming to conferences. And I think to build on what Laurie said, we're we're really trying to bring in a lot of new groups, a lot of people that um, would benefit from our organization and from our conference. And I think what I really want to do is make sure that NCH's conference is really relevant and really valuable for all those people when they come. So we're trying to really listen to our members and we would love the feedback. We, we love the ideas and the input because we are an organization that is designed to help other homeopaths and other people using homeopathy so anything that we can do to make it better you know we want to hear it um we want to listen to our members about speaker topics um about speakers that are coming speakers they want to hear you know let us know that that's what we're here for um Like Lori, um, we also want to try and put in a location that's attractive to everyone. And just being in Florida, you know, you can come down a day or two early and go to Disney World or sit out by the pool. You could um, bring your family, send them off to the parks while you get some homeopathy and, you know, get your fill of homeopathy and then, you know, get together in the evenings. There's all sorts of options. So hopefully this is a wonderful time for everyone.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So take me a little bit behind the scenes. You know, I know that when last year, you know, the date was already picked, the location was already picked. But so for you guys, what is that planning year like? Do you meet weekly? Do you have small subcommittees? Like, how is it all? How does the magic work? Um,
1: well, I'll, I'll start to speak and then Lynn can <laughs> continue. Um, we, we try to reach out we, we try to have the conference accessible to our members and last year we were on the east Coast the kind of like the midsection of the East Coast this year we have a tremendous number of um, members who live in Florida so we wanted to make it easier for all those members um, to get to us so this year we, we we chose Florida also members find it very important it's a top priority that our conference not be um too expensive and so we do a great search to find a hotel that will offer us a deal where it's a nice hotel but the rooms aren't as costly and that's actually a top priority for us and we do a massive search and we were able to get um a wonderful offer from this hotel in orlando And uh, we always try to avoid holiday time. So we don't want our conference to conflict with Easter or Passover or the weeks that are typical for graduation. So we actually try to choose the hotel a year or two ahead of time, just so that we can give people time to plan. We try our best to notify the homeopathic colleges so that they're gatherings don't conflict with our conference so that they can in fact come to the conference. So there's a lot of planning far out. The other thing is, and this is the thing I always smile about, our community has a lot, a lot of specific food requests. So we also, in addition to finding a hotel that's not too expensive, we have to find a hotel that has a chef that's willing to yield to, and not just yield to, but really, really support us in all of our menu options, which are extensive because we have vegans, we have people who want a paleo diet, we have macrobiotics, and we have people who also um, have a diet that doesn't have any grains in it. So for every group we have, we have an opposing group that doesn't eat any of those foods. And then on top of that, we have people who are kosher. So We have kosher of every one of those options, so we really have to, we have, we're a quirky group, and the nice thing is that when you have a quirky group, when you find the right fit, it's really fabulous, so this hotel will be able to offer us a great rate at a fabulous time, at a convenient time of year, offering foods that um, will satisfy our entire community and everybody's specific needs. And then, of course, we have to have it at a place that has an airport that's accessible to all the people that fly in. And in our effort to reach out to lots of people, we have people who come from all different parts of the country and all different parts of the world. So we need an international airport accessible as well. So that's a bit of the behind the scenes that people don't know in terms of how we go about picking a hotel. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think behind the scenes also, we're working, we're probably beating every, at least every week, talking, um, texting, emailing, probably on a daily basis. And it just, and it's always not just, you know, the the current year. We we go out a year, then we go out two years. And so each conference has got different things that we're working on. You know, one, one year we're working that's far out. We're working on location and hotel and dates and next year. The year that's closer in we're working well who should we invite as speakers and then the one that's coming right up we're like okay work on the menu so there's a lot of different things that that go into it um and it's right. it's um a, a system right
0: so you're not but necessarily think, just working on one conference at a time you might actually be kind of simultaneously planning for two years ahead and now and kind of toggling back and we, forth we should be working bit.
2: on three at a time if we're lucky yes right.
1: yeah yeah we're we're working on about three at a time the other thing that happens is that we because we've said time and time again that we want to listen to our members that when we get um, emails from people saying that I have a lot of cases that have to do with such and such or you know pain or children I mean this year we're really lucky because the concern about opioid addiction and alternatives for pain treatment we were able to Uh, write to top-notch speakers several years ago to say, okay, who can address these topics? And so um, we had to start inviting speakers several years in advance so that we could get the best speakers to address these topics. And a little, um, one wonderful thing is that we, when we get lots of speakers who can address a certain topic, then we're able to say, okay, can you address this aspect of the topic or that aspect of the topic or the next? So in other words, this coming conference, we have lots of people who are gonna speak on pain and digestive pain and emotional pain and, and also you know, pain associated with terminal illness or chronic disease. And then we were able to have Farouk Master, who's going to be speaking at a two-day conference following, he's gonna be focusing on children so in other words, we want to have all different perspectives on the, the grand topic, which makes it more and more interesting and certainly more and more helpful to practitioners and new prescribers who want to understand the different angles of looking at a question.
2: Yes, we've been trying to do our conference and get our three-day Friday, Saturday, Sunday conference out there and and going, but we're also trying to add a little bit of extra value for those people that want to do a deep dive, and we're doing, the last few years, we've done a post-conference, which is another um, two-day add-on, but for a lot more um, information, a lot more value, and people are already there, and we can really kind of get into it and really get taught by one of these homeopaths that they may never see. Um, in their lifetime. You know, if you're not traveling to India or if you're not, you know, in some kind of group other than taking an online class or reading a book, you won't hear from Rajan or you won't hear from Farouk. So this is their opportunity to really kind of get up close and have a small class opportunity with one of the best teachers in the world. So we yeah. have an option as well.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, so last year you had Rajan who came and he spoke during the conference twice and then he did a conference after. And so this year it's Farouk master who's doing that. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, that's great. And so you also mentioned Paula Brown and Joette Calabrese and Miranda Castro. Who else do you have confirmed that's coming?
1: Roger Morrison and Nancy Herrick will great. be there on Friday. And Andre Sen will be
2: there.
1: Andre, Andre Sen will be there. Oh, which, which reminds me, well, I'll remind me to get back to what I want you to remind me about, but... Uh, Roger Morrison, Nancy Herrick, Andre Sain, um, who else is on the screen? Jamie Oskins, right? Jamie Askin. So we have, and we have several people, several naturopaths who will be speaking. So we, we tried to pick the most popular people in the naturopathic community, people who've been popular for many years, who, so people who've studied with uh, Roger Morrison and Nancy Herrick over the years can get somewhat of a refresher with them because they haven't been on the east coast as much lately so the nice thing is you get access to some speakers who either haven't been out there or haven't been in the area for a while
2: yeah this is the one chance for some students to get access to all of these speakers in one place there's very few conferences that have this quality of speakers um, that you can get to actually see and meet i mean i was in the gym and I'm on the treadmill next to on, um, in the mornings. And you know, that this is kind of you're, you're living with these people for three days. So it's kind of a neat experience, I think for everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you said a little bit in the beginning, Lori, about, um, you know, really listening to members and, and getting that feedback and incorporating that. And definitely when I was there last year, I mean, that came through really loud and clear for people, you know, how much they did feel like if they had been in the past and there are things that they had wished were different, that they really saw that those improvements had been made. Um, so that was awesome. What are you, um, is there anything that's going to be really new or different about this year? Or are you just hoping to build on, um, some of those changes that came up last year or anything else in that vein?
1: Um, So let me just get back to more fully answer the last question when I went blank. So other speakers um, that are going to be there, Karen Allen is also going to speak and Karen is from the West coast and to hear her as much. So Karen Allen will be there. She will also be addressing topics for new prescribers and she's very popular with new prescribers. So we're very excited to have Karen. Um, I mentioned naturopaths that will be there. Lisa Amarin will be speaking. Rachel Roselle will be speaking. Um, Kavitha Kunknor will be speaking. So will Sujita Owens, Lisa Battaglia. So we have a lot of people who, people have wanted to her, hear for a long time. And as Lynn said before, it's great that they're all gonna be in one location and you could hear one after the other after the other. Um, in terms of uh, what's new about this um, this conference or what's different about this conference, I think this is the first time we're really focusing on pain. You know, since we have take full and complex cases, we're used to the fact that we're not just pain treaters. We don't just teach pain. And over the years, there's been a medical specialty that has arisen of pain management doctors, but we don't have that in homeopathy. But this will allow a homeopath or a new prescriber in homeopathy to feel much more confident about addressing this issue that is mushrooming in our population. So when people go to the health food store and they're looking for things that can help them with, in quotes, pain, now you're gonna be able to have a lot more in your arsenal or in your, you know, in your health option kit that can address things you know, that are related to pain. We rarely do that in our conferences. We don't really focus on just one kind of problem, but pain has become such a big topic and we've gotten so many email requests about it That this is the first time we're really just focusing on, I won't say just focusing on pain, but pain is really going to be front and center.
0: Yeah, I think that's really, that's really great. And I'm thinking about the students I work with who often, you know, one of the biggest things for them is how to even speak about what we can do to people who ask, because your, your consumers, your potential patients are saying things like, I have pain and this and that. And do you have something for this? We all know that question. Like, do you have a remedy for neck pain? Do you have a remedy for back pain? And a lot of times your answer is, well, what we do is we treat the whole person and that will help your, you. know, And sometimes you just lose people immediately when you say that, because it's like, okay, that's great, but I really just want my back pain. So I can imagine that having, you know, really having that focus where the homeopath knows we're talking about a totality, but even just the helping people with the languaging and how can I even speak to somebody about how homeopathy can help their pain without having to do the whole, I don't have to explain homeopathy 101 to you, right?
1: Exactly. You just worded it perfectly. That's, that's exactly like it, you know, and and don't forget, we, we at the National Center for Homeopathy, we want to be there for new prescribers. We want to be there for professional homeopaths in the ways they need it the most. So this year, we're going to continue the effort that we did last year of, of um, introducing new prescribers to old prescribers who we're calling ambassadors so that if you're an uncertain new prescriber, you just graduated school, you just passed your CCH exam, and now you're, you created your website, and now it's like, okay, I see one person a week. What, what do I do to feel comfortable in this new profession that I just signed on to? So we really encourage the long-term practitioners to really be there for the new people. Also, one other thing that we've been fairly good at more recently is that oftentimes we have people who have a very successful practice and then they hit a bump in the road for whatever reason. Either they've had a health problem or there's some other family difficulty that's going on. So we have people who are available to help discuss with people, How you can get over it or how can we be there for you while you're dealing with whatever it is? So, um, we try to be there for the practitioner. And then also we try to have fun. We're gonna have a magician this year So, uh, for the saturday night event, um A comedian magician magician. and this guy's great. He's gonna be kind of like while we have the the bar opened. he's going to be walking around and mingling with on stage and we've interviewed him and he's fabulous and he's wonderful so i also for as serious as the topics is going to be we're also aware that we want to have a good time you know we have more breaks than we have in the past we're setting up you know fabulous meals also breaks in the exhibit hall you're going to really be able to speak to um, people who are the heads of all the organizations, you're going to be able to, you know, rub elbows with well-known homeopaths. It's 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 homeopathy up close and personal. It's, uh, well, really, the exhibit hall is going to be open far earlier this year. So before the lectures even start, you're going to be able to get information from the different homeopathic manufacturers, from the different schools, from the different organizations. So not only will you be able to prescribe remedies better, but you'll you'll get the support of networking and making connections within the whole homeopathic community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know that's a huge thing and something people really come specifically for is the networking and to be able to just be around homeopaths for a whole weekend, which is a luxury we don't get to do very often. Um, what about you, Lynn? You mentioned over the years going to conferences and that you know, you had a lot of ideas and that was why you wanted to get involved. What are you particularly excited about for this one that you've been able to work on? Um,
2: well, I'm excited about the speakers and like Lori was talking about the topics because I don't think there's any homeopath out there that has not seen um, the levels of problems with pain in all of their clients. And it, and it comes just, I mean, it's not just your person that comes in with back pain. You need to give them a little cali-carb and they're going to be better. It's, we're talking, you know, um, there's like chronic nerve pain. There's people that have had concussions, and then, and, you know, it's just the pain's there and it won't go away. And then you have even the people now I, I have clients that are um, basically um, addicted to opioids and they know it and they have been given them for 20 years and now they're stuck. They don't know what to do. Um, so there's so many different levels of this that I am so excited about hearing just coming from a, a practitioner level but also from a personal level. I mean, how many people do you know that have pain in their lives? And, and would you like to learn a little bit more about it and maybe show it to them? So it, it's just really, really a big draw. I love the topic. Uh, so I'm excited for, and you know, getting out. As a, a homeopath, you can get a little uh, tunnel vision sitting in your little office um, doing, you know, just your little practice and you don't see the rest of the world. And there's so much out there going on. And one of the things we have this year, um, the focus on advocacy, in bringing that out because Pella is um, representative of advocacy, I think, in the United States, but the advocacy is important to everyone because it is whether you're a practitioner and it affects your livelihood or whether you're just a consumer and it affects your ability to get a remedy that you need for your family when they're sick. Advocacy And making sure that homeopathy is there for you is something that's important to all of us. So we're just kind of bringing that in this year. Um, It's been popular in the past, and we wanted, and you know, the feedback was we need more of it, and so that's what we're hoping to get.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, especially right now, I mean, it's there's kind of advocacy we have to do all the time, and then it feels like we're in a moment where it's Mm -hmm. it's it's not optional, you know. Yeah.
1: And the the other thing that I was just thinking of, I don't think we've mentioned is. Um some you asked us earlier, you know, how far out do we work? Where we work also years ahead of time to make sure we can get continuing education credits for everybody who's coming. So the naturopaths get a different continuing education credit credential than the professional homeopaths get, and then the nurses get. And so we try to reach out to as many different uh, credentialing organizations as we can so that no matter what your profession is, you could walk away with a good handful of um, continuing ed credits and more likely than not, the number you'll need for the whole year. I know that, you know, I recently got a letter from Nash saying, you know, I have to renew my credits and I had an overflow of credits from last year because I got so many credits at the annual conference. So that's really wonderful. Um, it's an extra added bonus that you could really knock up on continuing ed credits for no matter what your your field is. And then, I mean, that brings the professional in, but the the new prescribe the new prescriber, the consumer. This is a, we we've reworked the scheduling so that there're more classes or more sessions that are going to be appropriate for new prescribers and they won't they they won't find themselves in a hall where oh my god this is so over my head I don't know what I'm doing i mean they're going to be welcomed the the sessions will be geared for them and i think we we've worked out the schedule a little better in terms of separating out things for new prescribers things for people who've been in practice for a while and then the real, you know, dedicated prescribers who've been in practice for a very long time, everybody will have their needs met and also maybe they will have a little bit of a challenge as well.
0: Yeah.
2: And then great. of course
1: they could show up for sunrise yoga in the morning and uh, de-stress if, <laughs> if it's gotten a little too complex. We'll We'll really have some fun events going on, you know, yeah. the yoga in the morning and as I said, the pool is gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. I want to just touch in with just NCH as a whole, kind of what's coming up for 2020 and maybe if there's been any visioning for beyond. Um, I know, Lori, you ran the first regional conference, right? In yes. New Jersey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we had talked a little bit about that. And I was talking to Abby about um, the study groups. Can you give us any updates on how... That event went and how everything's going
1: um i still don't think i got over the laryngitis that i got from that event (laughs) it was fabulous i had a i had a sensational time it was a room chock full of people who could not wait to learn more about homeopathy and it was a complete mishmash of people people who had come with friends who had um who had studied homeopathy for years and they were interested in trying to, okay, what is she really, you know, doing? And then there were people I was shocked that were in practice for years and nurses and osteopaths. And I was really surprised by the great number of credentialed people who just wanted, I guess many of them hadn't heard, hadn't had an in-person session, you know, class on homeopathy. Maybe they had learned a lot in line or through books And we just had a spectacular, it was so much fun. First of all, when you're in a small group like that, we might've had somewhere around 25 to 30 people. Um, When you're in a small group like that, you really can come with a flexible agenda. So you can start with the topics that you think are the easiest to learn and the topics that are in the, you know, are current in other words right now it would be the flu that's the big thing everybody's dealing with but then if there's someone who says hey listen my kids have horrible allergies then you could kind of meld in that direction go over allergies a little bit you know i you can ask people just on a piece of paper write down anything and if six people in the audience or in 12 people in the audience have family members who have insomnia well, then you could easily shift into that. You know, everyone who attended got a copy of our, the National Center for Homeopathy's uh, 333 page study guide. It's a huge book, but it has so much information in it and information that's so valuable for everybody. And I don't care if you're a home prescriber or a professional prescriber, because in each chapter, it talks about when you need to get yourself to a medical doctor. So you're not taking on more than is safe. It, it talks about certain specific signs and symptoms that might have you deal with that um, problem in an unusual way or in a more particular way. And then it outlines the remedies so clearly. And it's it over 300 pages of really good current news. The, the book just came out. So it's all current. There was a huge committee at the National Center for Homeopathy, spearheaded by Abby Beal, who worked on this study guide. And it was actually created so that people could take the study guide with them and work with others in a study group so that they can discuss with others, okay, what have you been dealing with? What things did you find were helpful in the book? Where should I go for more help or whatever it is? And the study guide will be available very soon. And of course it's gonna be available for sale at the conference. So people can pick that up too. But it was, what did I think of it? I would do a, a, a study group or a regional event every weekend if I could. I mean, I loved it. I had a
0: fabulous time. Great, well, I'm glad to hear one off so well. Are there plans or hopes to do more in other areas? um right now
1: we're kind of just focusing up on the conference because as lynn has said we're trying to plan out um we will wind up being in the dc area we'll wind up being in hopefully portland oregon maybe will be our next conference. we want to get out to the west coast so we're focusing on that right now but if it's up to me we will always have regional uh, events they 're just a lot of fun because also people meet each other they from the area, so instead of just hanging out at your local health food store looking at a book on homeopathy, wondering what in the world do I do with this or can I really do this, then you have a tremendous amount of support and study groups generally are filled with people of all different levels mm-hmm. usually new prescribers there 's usually brand new prescribers, new prescribers. And there usually is people who have been in practice for a long time. You know, I, I guess new prescribers don't realize it, but when you've been in practice a really long time. It feels so good to share that information. It, it, it's, it's a wonderful experience. It really,
0: it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, anything else that people should kind of, keep on their radar as far as what NCH has planned for this year or kind of stuff in the works?
2: We have our new website and we want to talk about um, we want to get people excited about it I know we've had some problems our website has been old and um, sometimes it doesn't always work the way we'd like it to work um, as user-friendly so we're listening to our members and we're investing in making something smooth easy for them so that they can get the information they need you know whatever they want it so Hopefully we'll have um, this
0: out there by April. That's our plan. Nice. Yeah, that'll be great. So the the new website hopefully will
1: be very pleasing to the eye and very easy to use. And I think the thing we'll be most proud of is the button to join, the button to renew, and the button to donate will work swiftly and efficiently. And that'll be great. That'll be great for everybody. And also we'll be able to post more things from um, organizations that we're working hand in hand with. So say someone is a member of Americans for homeopathy choice, and they just want to find out more information about the National Center for homeopathy and what we do that might be different. They'll be able to find out that information in a clearer manner In a way that's more embracing to learn how we can all work together more as you can see unity is a big theme here um and it it, it's just we're trying to make it easier well after the website then of course we move on to the app and i think one other thing that anybody who's listening to this podcast in another country uh, the national center for homeopathy in the hopefully not too distant future, we'll be able to have an international membership or a digital membership so that people who are not as local can benefit from all the information that we put on our website as well.
0: Great, that sounds great. Yeah, the technology stuff is, it's like, it's so important and it's so—it's such a big job on its own. Do you want to say anything? I know just about volunteers, about is there any committees that are actively seeking members? Do you have any roles or and just any specific needs that you're trying to fill? Could be a good time to Lynn, make a shout out you, about
1: that. Yeah, Lynn, why don't you speak about that? would be great.
2: Well, I think all of our committees, we have committees um, on everything from advocacy to education, um, communications. So if you are a social media buff and you want to really help out um, with the cause and Um, Promote homeopathy, you let us know. We have committees that work on um, fundraising, that work on the conference. We have um, just about every type of committee that that you could think of for an organization like this. We have and we're always looking for new people. So if you've got you know, you know someone that you've got a skill and you love homeopathy and you and you believe in the mission of NCH to promote homeopathy, then please, um, you know, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. There's all sorts of different levels of involvement that uh, people can do. And we'd like to see everyone come and join and do what they really feel comfortable doing.
0: And you get a ribbon on your name tag when you go to the conference. <laughs> so you get to show off a little bit.
2: You can get a ribbon. We'll pick we'll you <laughs> the ribbons, yes.
1: The nice thing about volunteering for the conference committee is that there's certain things you could do throughout the year, like uh, you know, those people who are on the conference planning committee they can help to make some of the discussion decisions about the conferences that are coming up, and then there's some people who just prefer the social aspect of volunteering at the conference itself. So they can help stuff bags, and they can help, you know, put the uh, ribbon on the name tags and things like that. And that becomes a lot of fun when we all just hang out together and just do that together. So. There's there, there's all level of volunteering. Things that are just fun and silly.
2: Right. registrations?
1: Yeah. Just helping man the registration table can be a great help. you know. And you so, get to meet
2: everybody
0: that comes. So it's kind of fun. Nice. Great. Well, I think that'll do it. Thank you guys so much. This was great. Appreciate it. Yeah. Was fun. yeah. You're welcome. A lot of fun um thanks. look forward to seeing you guys in a couple months and certainly as i look out at the snow here i'm like yep i'm gonna be ready for some pool time <laughs> okay. all right well thank you all so much all right thanks take care bye-bye, bye-bye.